0: In the name of the Father, the Son, the Holy Spirit, one God, Amen. For those of you who uh, received the email, I mentioned that today was going to be an educational liturgy. And it relates to today's gospel, the gospel of the sower who went out and sowed seeds. My fear is that we have many seeds that have been planted in us or are trying to be planted in us but are not producing fruit. And my fear is that the fruit is not being produced because we do not know what we are doing. And we do not know how to fully engage when it comes to our relationship with God through the liturgical life. And because we don't know how to engage with God through, our, through the liturgical life, our spirituality is stunted. And, our, and the fruits that could be produced Are not producing as much as they ought to. Too often, we engage in looking at other traditions. Like the Protestants do it this way, the Catholics do it this way, and we haven't accepted our tradition or the way our tradition produces fruits. This past week, you know, just talking casually with people, George was one of them. We're talking about. Uh, intermittent fasting, Michael, I, 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 we were talking about intermittent fasting, right? This is a new dieting way. Intermittent fasting means for two days a week you fast without food for a certain amount of time. Does that sound familiar? That's, the, that's, the, the, that's what we do Wednesdays and Fridays in our church and we've been doing this since the first century. Wednesdays and Fridays. There's a wisdom in the, in the practices of our church that we have had and we continue to have and encourage but we sometimes resist those those traditions thinking that ah oh, they don't make sense or they're not for our day and age but it's not true it's still we are the same humans that existed 2000 years ago and the and 5000 years ago and that's the 5000 years ago what the the Jewish practices that were done if you know your bible and the old testament you'll understand the liturgy. If you understand the Jewish tradition, you'll understand what we're doing here. Because we didn't. when Christ came, we didn't say, stop, everything that's Jewish we're going to, to reject, and now we're going to create our own songs, and we're going to get instruments, and we're going to play. And because sometimes think, people think that the early church was just sitting around and, and singing songs together. No, they continued in the prayers and in the liturgical life of the Jewish tradition. And in Egypt, the Coptic Church, because there were so many Jews gathered there during the time when St. Mark came and the Coptic Church was starting, that our traditions are also very Jewish, very Jewish. And that's something for us to be proud of. And so when we understand the liturgy, we are humans and God is speaking to us through the liturgy and we are speaking to God through the liturgy, but we have to accept what we're doing. I said two practices this past week. So the one was the fasting. The other was, you know, these TED Talks and people get up and they start to say, TED Talks are, these, uh, are the new religion. It's where you go and you listen to somebody for 15, 20 minutes who's an expert on a topic and he gives a really, or she gives a really good speech and afterwards, you know, you're, you're educated on something. So this one individual was giving a TED Talk on uh, silence. And taking 30 minutes of silence and becoming disconnected and and this is what we encourage through the practice of the Agbeya because and even in our liturgy to take time to be uh, to quiet the world around you and to focus and when we have this liturgy that we come to every week we do the same thing because what we are doing is in line with what the Jews did and that we remember what God has done for us and we are trying again to realign ourselves with God in the right way and with our neighbor, our brother and our sister in the right way. And so, these practices like silence, like praying the Psalms, like coming to liturgy for two hours a week, this is beneficial for you for Monday through Saturday, for the rest of the week. These, it, it carries on its effect. The intermittent fasting, like we said, has physical and spiritual benefits and coming and being in church in a place that might be a little tiring, a little exhausting, a little um, uh, maybe confusing. But I come to church and I try as best to understand the practices so that the seeds that are being sowed within us can yield fruit. The, the seeds, like M. said last week, the seeds are the same. What fell on the stony ground is the same that fell on the good ground. So what's the difference? It's the ground. So the ground is our hearts. So how does our hearts that could be stony or thorny or whatever, how do our hearts become good grounds? By allowing these practices, by allowing these practices to become a part of our life through the fasting, through the prayers, through the service, whatever I do for others, giving of alms. I started by talking about when we offer the gifts in the very beginning we offer the gifts, the sacrifice of bread and wine and water, the sacrifice of what we live by. This is what we eat, this is what we drink, our life. If we did not have bread and water, we would die. So we give what we have to God. And we remember that what we are giving to God is what He gave us to begin with. When we say, we offer unto you your gifts from what is yours. This is at the The end of after Amen, Amen, Amen. We're offering to God what He's already given to us. He's the one that gave us the fields and the knowledge to to grow and and harvest the crop of wheat and to come and to make flour and and the water and the dough and the yeast and all of this He has given to us. He's given to us so that we can live by this. And we are offering this back to Him. So in our lives. When we're coming to liturgy, we're coming to offer, to sacrifice. First, we sacrifice not the blood of an animal. We're not just saying, thank you. You know, we're not just saying, A thank you for either. We're offering what we in our Middle Eastern culture know. When I thank somebody, I don't just say thank you. I give them something. When someone has invited me to their house, you know, it's proper and appropriate that I come and I give something to them. When someone comes into my house, I have, I'm thankful for that and I give them something. And so, as, as I am uh, coming to the house of God, I offer, I offer this thanksgiving to Him. So we say, let us give thanks to the Lord. It is meet and right. It is good. It is right. It is the right thing for us to do, to give thanks. And then we begin to remember all that God has done for us. Because the Christian remembers what God has done. And this is our life in the liturgy to remember so we remember that He created us and He placed us in the paradise of joy. Uh, uh, and that we disobeyed, but He did not abandon us. And he, we go through the story of salvation. If you, list, if you read the beautiful prayers of the Old Testament, like Daniel and Ezra and Nehemiah, they don't just say, God help us. They say, in the past, God, you did this and this and this. And you were with us here. And even though we sinned, you did not leave us. And you, were, and you did all of this for us and now also be with us and help us right so we remember everything and <coughs> the liturgy of saint basil is that that section especially is one sentence one sentence because it was one continuous act that god uh, was doing for us after we remember all of that and that he's going to come again then we begin with what is called the institution narrative where the priest who is a symbol of Christ blesses the bread and the wine but really it is Christ who is blessing the bread and the wine and the candles uh, of the deacons that are being lit any time candles are being lit it's there's a bigger statement about darkness and light forget about the lights that we have when there are times in liturgy where candles are being lit this is an important point and this is about how the light of what is being done fights against the darkness of this world, the candles that, is, that are here. This is just, there are many ways to kind of describe this. So the priest, who now, he doesn't have his face to you. You're not going to see Abuna Daniel looking at you. And this is uh, why we face east. Um, and even the Catholic Church faced east up until Vatican II. But we face east because you see my back. Now it's Christ who's offering to God on behalf of all of us, including myself as a person Christ offers the sacrifice to God he is both the high priest and he is the sacrifice he is offering himself to God as a sacrifice that's why I, the priest will say every time you eat this bread and drink this cup you proclaim my death I'm, I'm still alive but you're proclaiming the death of Christ and so Christ becomes, comes in our midst he is truly Emmanuel God with us and then at that liturgy, we all, at, the, at that point in the liturgy, we all sing, Amen, Amen, Amen. Your death, O Lord, we proclaim your holy resurrection and ascension into the heavens. We confess, we praise you, we bless you, we give thanks to you, offering this offering, um, and we entreat you, we entreat you, I mean, we're asking you, come down. And then the priest will pray at this time, he'll pray a prayer called, what is has known as the epiclesis. And it is the coming down of the Holy Spirit. He says, may your Holy Spirit come upon each and every one of us and upon these gifts. This is a longer, longer discussion. But we received, yes, the Holy Spirit at our birth. But we are receiving the Holy Spirit to become the body of Christ. We are here a reflection of what is on the altar. If I prayed with a bunch of non-believers filled the the room with a bunch of non-believers, I could never pray a liturgy. Because I need this community to be here. We need the community to be here. It's not the priest says a part, the deacon says a part, and one person outside says a part, and poof, magic, we have the body and blood of Christ. We all have to be engaged. We all have to be a part of it. We all have to believe. We all have to say, I believe. We all have to say, Amen. Uh, Even if... One person up here says, we believe, it's not enough. One person can't speak on behalf of everyone. We all have to say, we believe. And this is now the part in the liturgy we say that consecration is finalized. This is the body and blood of Christ. But we are not yet ready to partake of it, because that's not the only purpose of us coming. We're also coming to pray for the world. Now Christ is in our midst, we are in the midst of God. Before we can partake of this body and blood, we have to do our work, which is to pray for the world and everything and anything. We, sh- we should be praying for a Thousand Oaks and the fires that are going on over there. We should be praying for a Thousand Oaks and the people that were shot in that massacre. We should be praying for anything essentially that comes on the news. You should be praying about it. I myself, I don't watch the news because I have enough things I need to pray about unless it comes in front of me. Then, you know, it's a big, you know, disaster. Then I I look into it. Otherwise, I can't just hear a story about a a lady being mugged and and it doesn't affect me. You know, Or, or of somebody being shot and it doesn't, you know, bring sadness to me. But we pray for everything. And all of you in your worlds, everyone lives in a world, right? When you go to work, when you have a patient, when you have a client, a customer, when you have somebody that you interact with. You you pray for that person. If that person is still in your mind in liturgy, you pray for that person. Nothing wrong with that. We pray for the world. And then we remember that we're not alone. The dead are with us. Those who have departed. The saints and our dearly beloved. So we remember them in in the commemoration of the saints. And then there's a period of time which is like the last preparation, which is the fraction. The fraction is according to the season. Uh, It's when the, the celebrant is breaking the bread or the body and, 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 and into pieces, and we're singing, Lord have mercy, all of this is again, more preparation, for the time, for us to partake of the body and blood, and then, we get to this point in time, where we sing, say our father, who art in heaven, again we don't sing it, we say it together, and it's not, <laughs> it's this, the, the whole liturgy, the climax, before the climax, is thus our father, the climax of the liturgy, now is to say we are your children you are our father we claim you i hope you claim us as your children and we stand like christ stood our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come we say these this prayer at, with as much attention as we can and then we bow down the pray, the priest will pray some prayers um, uh, because of time i wanted to say some of these prayers out loud but because of time i'll only say a few and and these prayers then lead to um, uh, we can say the confession of faith on the part of the priest and a part of, on the part of the deacons the deacon especially says remember those who asked us to remember them remember the people who asked you to remember them in the house of the Lord another time for us to pray and then we get to communion communion <coughs> We are all partaking of the body and blood of Christ, and we're singing Psalm 150. And I want us to work hard on saying, singing together. We want to sing this together. Psalm 150 is the the praise and the psalm of the saints of the church. We have entered into this. So praise God in the community of the saints, in the congregation of the saints. We're praising God. God is with us. And all of us want to be with God. So here we are with God, let's not rush this, in the sense of take communion and leave, unless there's a very urgent reason. But otherwise we stay, we're happy, we're in the presence of God. And all the hymns, we've made copies, and I think I saw Rafi pass, pass them out. There are copies of hymns. Before you start a new hymn, just say the hymn of, and let the people see what you're doing. So that we can all participate together, and all of these, uh, we can be a community together, chanting. And then after that, we're not done. There's what's called the final benediction, which is very important. The, very, the sending off, the go in peace that the priest says is not just goodbye. But we'll leave that to the end to discuss that at the end. I really wanted to have more of a dialogue or discussion, but uh, for the sake of time and to keep the respect and the reverence of the liturgy, we're going to go from here all the way to the end. No more pauses, no more breaks. Uh, remember, uh, as much as possible, if there are any Issues or questions. Remember them at the end of the liturgy. We can talk about them one on one. But this is not something which can only be said once. I have to. I know we're going to have to repeat this over and over and over again. Many of you have been in the church for you know seventy, eighty years, and still there are questions. Because, and I'll be honest. I read books, and there are scholars who say there are still things about the liturgy we don't understand. And it's not that we don't understand the words, or we don't we don't understand the effect and what it does on us psychologically and spiritually—it's—it's—it's it's, it's called a mystery because we know what happens, but we don't really know how it's happening. Why it's hap—why happen, it's happening—we know, and we know who is doing it. But the actual—and—and and, and what is happening—we know, but how this is the mystery of the Holy Spirit working within us. May God allow the seeds that are being placed within us to grow and to produce fruit, and allow us to become more and more. Spiritual, liturgical people coming to church eager to celebrate what we're doing and able to take what we do here out to the rest of the world so that we can produce fruits not only in us and our families and our homes and our work environments but in the community and, and and further. To God be the glory now and ever in the age of all ages. Amen.